we the people of the United States to form a more perfect union, secure the blessings of liberty, establish the Constitution. Hello friends and welcome to We The People Show. This is your host Tiger and um, welcome back from Arizona, Bradley. Thank you. I'm glad to be back in Texas. That's good. Um, folks, originally it's going to be me doing this episode alone, but a couple things changed. I plan to wait till the results of the elections on the 24th are over in, in order to record something. But I figured, hey, that's when Bradley happened to be back from Arizona, so I figured to include him in this. So I'm glad uh, this is a surprise for y'all, Bradley. I'm certain you enjoyed your trip to Arizona. I certainly did. Saw some uh, Native American ruins, um, Grand Canyon the second time, downtown uh, Flagstaff and Sedona, and it was great. Nice. And um, a couple of things to talk about for this week's episode, folks. Um, First of all, the tragedy in Uvalde, our our hearts go out to to the family members of the victims. And it was terrible. Of course, obviously terrible, but what's more disgusting is that Beto O'Rourke tried to use uh, Governor Abbott's press conference moment to push a political agenda. That's very inappropriate and rude. A slap in the face for sure to the to the parents of the victims in the room. So, Beto, shame on you. Yeah, uh, when, I, when I heard about the tragedy, I thought, wow, it's just awful. And thinking about what those parents have to go through, mm-hmm. you know, at one moment they were um, dropping them off at school, and then only a few hours later to see them in a body bag where bullets inside them or maybe their face is unidentifiable and it's just a terrible thing that parents shouldn't have to go through. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah. So we will be continuing to pray for Uvalde, Texas. And yeah, so my, my parents go out to the the parents, their families, and their friends to, to those that died in the school. And, yeah, and we hope to see action as soon as possible. Not on the guns, of course. It's always the people that are the issue. More resources for mental health help and, and just put emphasis on parenting. Because the last I checked, the suspect had home troubles. He fought with his mother and grandparents all the time. So that it's definitely on uh, mental health, I would say, and parenting. But of course, the, the Democrats would, of course, go always after the guns, immediately ban this, ban that. Like, it's like, give, give the parents some space, would you? At least for one day or a week. Exactly. They just lost their kids, and like, you just want to talk about policy? Like, off, you know, right, like, give these times, give these parents some time to, to mourn and instead of pursuing a policy, exactly. And uh, Beto just killed his campaign right there, he's gonna lose for sure in November, and 
If I were him, I would have waited some time. But no, he just chose the wrong time and wrong place to do it. So disgusting. I, I would agree. That was inappropriate what he did. And, you know, just to be rude and interrupt the conference to make it all about himself. Yeah, he's, he's not going to win that for that, for sure. And I found that out through Twitter videos. And I think, Bradley, you told me you saw it live. Like, gosh damn. Yeah, like I was uh, building with my mom and my grandpa. And we watched the press conference live. And um, uh, when I when I saw that, uh, you know, saw the volley mayor shout, you're out of line, sir. I looked at it. And I got a closer look at the man who was interrupting. And I was like, is that the joke? Because, like, I recognized, like, his hand movements, uh, <laughs> his haircut, his shirt. I was 100%. I was, like, 90% certain it was him. Uh, and I, when I got I, I got closer, I was like, is that Neto? And then I went immediately on Twitter, uh, New York Times article, literally posted a minute ago at that time, said, better work interrupts the uh, press conference or, um, you know, confronts Abbott at press conference. Because of course they're not going to say interrupt because they're they, they they're a little more leaning on Democrats. Mm. And wow, it just shocks me when I heard about it that he physically went there to heckle Abbott at an inappropriate time. Just wow, I know other words. He's a as I quote from the what the mayor said, he's a quote unquote sick sob. Agreed. Yes. Certainly. Yeah, in conclusion, our hearts go out to the families of the victims, the students and the two teachers. Now, Absolutely. Now, in other news, I wrote in the title, it's the establishment strikes back on the May 24th election results for the runoff and for the, the primaries in other states. Uh, Bradley, would you like to start on those? Yes. Uh, well, I paid very close attention to uh, the Georgia races that happened on uh, Tuesday. Mm. And um, I was uh, honestly, well, for one, uh, I was looking pretty closely at the polls, too. And uh, again, I don't entirely trust the polls, but they can still be a pretty decent indicator on what will happen in the race. And uh, I saw, like, in most polls, uh, I believe, a governor Brian Kemp always was above 50 percent, and David Perdue always floated around 35 to 8 percent. So I kind of thought, okay, well, at this point, Brian Kemp is gonna even survive, or he'll even uh, um, not have to go through a runoff election. Uh, it's around, it was more than that, a whopping 78 percent uh, of the vote. He got 78 percent of the vote. And then David Perdue did horrendous. He got about 22% of the vote or something or so. Yeah, David Perdue so, got defeated like in a landslide there. In a big landslide. He couldn't even get a quarter of the vote. And uh, I think a lot of that is down to uh, David Perdue being a, a lousy and lazy campaigner. He thought, oh, well, I have Trump's endorsement, so now I'll vote for me. He wouldn't really uh, offer anything else other than that. He wouldn't. He didn't really provide a clear distinction for him and Kemp. And yes, he obviously uh, uh, hit Kemp uh, rightfully so on 
being weak on handling the 2020 election results. Uh, but what else does he have to offer? Yeah, and nothing. Purdue, nothing else. Purdue is, you're right. Um, he just thinks, oh, with overconfidence, oh, I got the Trump endorsement, but you got to do more than that. You got to, you know, campaign on it. And he didn't do that. You're right. He's a lazy campaigner. And and uh, as a matter of fact, I think I saw somewhere a survey that says most voters didn't even know, did not even know that Trump endorsed Purdue. So there's a bit of a miscommunication on Purdue's part. And yet that's how the, establish, the establishment struck back in Georgia. And for sure. And in Georgia Senate, obviously, um, Herschel Walker won, and he will face Warnock in November. And the Georgia House, the 14th district, unfortunately, my endorsed person, Jennifer Strahan, lost, finished second after Marjorie. And in Georgia 6, well, there's a runoff in that one between Rich McCormick and um, Jake Evans. That will happen June 21st. And speaking of which, another... Uh, runoff will occur will be Alabama Senate between establishment Katie Britt and Mo Brooks. And it just surprised me that Katie Britt is in the lead early on that night for Alabama Senate. What's your take on that race? Um, yeah, well, I, I, I know I remember the Trump initially endorsed Mo Brooks and then uh, the percentage's endorsement for uh, quote unquote, uh, well, I can't say quote unquote, but uh, basically, uh, Trump thought he was too weak on uh, uh, with the 2020 election results, and uh, he didn't like how uh, he said, "Let's move on," which Mo Brooks was right to say so. You know? Right, right. Because I mean, he's one of the most conservative, uh, populist members of Congress, and he was right to say we need to focus on 2022 and 2024. Exactly. Because focusing on the, on the past will not get us forward in the future. Um, but uh, basically, well, I mean, in the past you can learn some things, but lingering on it, it will not get you forward. Living in it will not get you forward. Uh, so Trump rescinded his endorsement, but I don't think that's the reason why he did. I think he rescinded it because he was riding behind the polls and he didn't want to hurt his personal ego. Uh, with his endorsed candidate losing. Well, he certainly got that already in Georgia, big time, with David Perdue and Jody Heiss um, being defeated by Brad Raffensperger, which I am kind of upset about Raffensperger winning because uh, he definitely was weak on the election integrity stuff because he sent out mail-in ballots to register voters who didn't even ask for it in 2020, and that violated Georgia law, which... which, uh, we can only receive a mail-in ballot by request. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got 52% of the vote. So he's going to be the nominee for Secretary of State of Georgia. It's like Jody Heiss. But, um, yeah, back to Alabama. Uh, it was kind of what I expected, a runoff between Mo Brooks and Katie Britt. And it looks like Katie Britt got more of the vote than Mo Brooks. So it probably will end up being Katie Britt. But um, only time will tell. Right. We don't live in Alabama or Georgia, so we will let the people of those states decide. And we just have to hope for the best that Mo Brooks and and the Georgia House candidate that I endorse will pull through. And speaking of which, oh, the most focused federal election in Texas 
is the 28th congressional district. And boy, I'm I'm relieved that Jessica Cincinnati has been defeated. Henry Cuellar won that Democrat runoff. And the Republican one was won by um, Cassie Garcia. So we will see Garcia and Cuellar uh, face each other in the November general election. And in that specific race, I endorse, of course, Cassie Garcia. And boy, Bradley, it's just, uh, I guess you and I could agree to relief that AOC wannabe Jessica lost. Well, uh, yes and no. On one hand, uh, at least we'll, uh, no matter what, we're guaranteed a member of Congress who uh, supports uh, pro-life policies um, and is not, uh, doesn't have a socialist view on economics. Uh, but on the other hand, I feel like with Henry Cuellar getting the nomination, it's going to be much harder for Republicans to flip this district to, to red with uh, uh, Cassie Garcia. And, so oh, interesting. It's, it's both it's both good and bad, you know. Gotcha. At least if Jessica Cincinnati's got the nomination. I mean, on one hand, it's funny to see AOC get her ego. Uh, AOC and Bernie Sanders get their uh, egos crushed by having their uh, their gal uh, or I'm sorry, uh, their uh, their person get the um, get the nomination for not to get the nomination, but uh, you know, without having that extremist candidate on the ballot, that kind of gives less uh, incentive for Republicans to uh, and even registered Democrats and independents to vote for Cassie Garcia because Henry Cuellar is predictable. Mm. Interesting. I never thought about it that way. But again, only the the residents of U.S. Congressional District 28th in Texas will decide. But um, I, I get what you mean. That's an interesting perspective there. And, and other statewide offices, there were um, for Railroad Commissioner um, Wayne Christian, the incumbent one, Land Commissioner Don Buckingham and for AG. Well, yep, you're kind of right. Ken Paxson won, but at least the margin of victory was a little bit lower than before. But it's still, um, I don't know about you, Bradley, but for me in, in the fall, I'm probably going to skip over the AG part of the ballot. I don't like Paxson nor the Democrat, but my guess is you're probably going to vote for Paxson, even though you're unhappy about it, to avoid a Democrat AG. I, d- I definitely did prefer George P. Bush as my first choice, and uh, I-, I was disappointed that he uh, uh, he got only about a third of the vote in the runoff. Mm-hmm. I believe uh, he did pick up Travis County, which was interesting. Yeah, um, and I helped for but, that. Uh, <laughs> huh? I meant to say I helped on that, George P. Bush. Oh yeah, Travis. yeah, yeah. You, de- you definitely did helping him flip Travis County because. I think Paxton got Travis County in the first primary, and then P. Bush wanted in the runoff. Yeah, those block <laughs> walks were worth it. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, what I am really concerned about is uh, a very progressive Democrat. Um, I believe Mrs. Garza, uh, who won the Democrat nomination, to become Attorney General. I'm more frightened about that than Paxton winning this primary. So therefore. Uh, I will do what it takes to defeat Garza, even if that means voting for Paxton for Attorney mm-hmm. General. 
Alrighty, yes, um, I will give myself time to think about it. Looking into the 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 AG's race until November. But anyway, those are folks are the statewide results for the state of Texas, and I'm sure Don Buckingham will do it. Will be a great land commissioner to succeed George P. Bush. And as Certainly. as for finally um, the state of Texas runoffs in the Texas House. There's the 19th district, 73 district, and the 52nd district. Two of my endorse people won the two great gals, um, House District 73, Carrie Isaac, and um, House District 52, Caroline Harris. The 19th one, my endorse candidate lost, Justin Berry. We had we, the nominee is this um, former Austin City Council member, Ellen Troxclair who she claims she's conservative, but her record proves otherwise, that she's more liberal, unfortunately. And yet she does nasty yeah. campaign tactics by tearing down Justin's signs and and uh, basically a lot of smears. So she did a lot more of that than Justin. And, or yeah, she did a lot of that about Justin, smearing him. And yeah, that's how she won. So anyway, those are the results for that. And Bradley, do you have any other results to report for the Texas House? Well, um, yeah, I saw that Justin, Perry, uh, Justin Barry did not win his nomination. And uh, that certainly was disappointing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I saw Carrie Isaac claim victory for her nomination. So that was great to see. Yep. And as a matter of fact, Bradley, I actually congratulated Miss Isaac with a Facebook DM. Like I have her on uh, Facebook. Apparently I added her personal account, but no matter. She's a interesting lady that I'm glad I helped back in the fall last year in terms of block blocking. And she was like, oh, cool. Thank you. And uh, yep, I kind of caught up with her. I said, I'm, she asked me what I'm doing. I said, I'm still working in Austin and I graduated in from Texas State last year because she also asked, what year are you at Texas State? Which I don't blame yeah. her since, uh, I mean, everybody makes mistakes, have memory issues. Even I forget. I, I can be forgetful sometimes with names when meeting new people. So anyway, there's that. And Caroline Harris of Williamson County slash Round Rock won. And yep, it's great to see more conservative ladies and just conservatives in general in the texas house that's one way to keep texas red certainly yep and bradley i guess yep those are the results for the elections of may 24th and regarding the runoffs we will other runoffs well runoffs of the primaries in other states we will keep a close eye on the georgia one specifically house districts the sixth district in particular and and the Alabama Senate and that's on June twenty first, just an FYI. Gotcha. And Bradley, um regarding finally, last but not least, um oh yeah, as a closing message, it's unfortunate that the establishment struck back, i.e. Georgia was per, was a camp. But we will do continue to do what it takes to hold them accountable in the future. Just count on the people of Georgia, the Trump base there. Yeah. 
Well, you know, come to think of it, I don't think Kemp was is that bad. He did sign a lot of conservative policies, such as the heartbeat bill in Georgia uh, in 2019, constitutional carry uh, this year, I believe. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that since he's good. But, um, um, yeah, he was kind of weak on election integrity. Um, <clears throat> and... Uh, but uh, I would put a lot more, more on that blame on Brad Raffensperger, who unfortunately got the nomination. Mm. But uh, at least uh, their power is kind of reduced to uh, for state legislature for overseeing elections. Yeah. Or their board after uh, Georgia's election law changed last year. Right. And uh, real quickly, Bradley, about that, it's funny that uh, the Democrats keep saying, oh, voter suppression would occur with this bill or slash law. But guess what? Data showed that uh, Georgia primary numbers went up from 2018. So, haha, loser Democrats. Not really suppression there. Yeah. It definitely went up against the narrative that it was a suppression of the increase was by 212%. And I looked at the primary numbers, and at least from like the uh, lieutenant governors and um senate races there were way more republican voters than democrat voters in georgia so that that's a really good sign mm-hmm. at least double yeah and uh you had uh, burt jones win the nomination for lieutenant governor um and even avoiding a runoff which is which will save the, de- the republicans times and i believe for the attorney generals and lieutenant governor races democrats want to face runoffs so that'll Cause them to fight each other and spend more money on racists and resources. Hmm. Um, While well, Republicans already won their runoff, so that'll save them time and money. Gotcha. And last but not least, folks, uh, here's a Memorial Day message. Since this weekend is Memorial Day, we will obviously every day remember uh, those who served in the military, our armed forces, who fell, who died, who was killed in the line of duty. And it is reason, it is a important date, a weekend to to uh, remember why we commemorate Memorial Day. And just a FYI, it's not a good idea to say Happy Memorial Day because that's kind of inappropriate, and there's nothing happy about those killed in the military while serving in the military. You can say Happy Veterans Day, but definitely not Happy Memorial Day, and and other, and other note on other notes, President Biden and Vice President Harris they should really make appropriate message this Memorial Day. And uh, and I said this because last year they posted very inappropriate stuff on social media. She uh, the Vice President posted a picture of herself and said something like "Enjoyed the long weekend." And um, President Biden post posted a, on Instagram another. A photo well it's a photo but it's of him and some some girl or woman and was also the same caption these two really need to realize why memorial day is is being commemorated why we have this long weekend it's all thanks to those who served and we and we gotta always remember their sacrifice Otherwise, uh, we don't. We wouldn't be free in this country right now. And, exactly. Uh, 
And yeah, that's the thing, folks. Remember why we have this long weekend. Don't be like the president and vice president. Although I don't trust them on it, but I certainly pray and hope that they make the appropriate message this year. What do you say, Bradley? Yes, I hope they do make the appropriate message this year. Gotcha. So, well, the folks, that concludes this episode of We The People Show. Once again, our heart goes out to those affected by Uvalde. And yeah, and we reported the election results. And this is important. This long weekend is important. Remember that. Why we celebrate, not celebrate, why we commemorate it. Now, Bradley, I'm, I understand you're probably tired from your Arizona trip, so rest up. And, um, and oh, yeah, you're about to start your new job soon. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Can't wait to get work done. Awesome. <laughs> well, welcome to the workforce, finally. Thank you. Wow, After I'm months s- of searching, I finally found something. <laughs> nice. While I am still practicing to transition to a full-time job from part-time, I'm still making good sums, not just from um, my radio job, but also um, Robinhood. I'm still learning that app, trust me. And we're making a little bit, but not much through this podcast. But hey, welcome, welcome home, Bradley. Thank you. Now that concludes um, this week's episode of We The People Show. Join us next week for uh, another awesome episode and uh take care folks later y'all we the people of the united states to form a more perfect union secure the blessings of liberty establish the constitution